the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. I'm super excited to kick off the program with a conversation with Todd Capone. Todd is an acclaimed author, speaker, and sales leadership professional. He's the CEO and founder of Sales Melon LLC, teaching company salespeople and leaders. And he is now the author of a brand new book, The Transparent Sales Leader, which we'll talk all about. Todd, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, sales is certainly something that, uh, you know, a lot of people sort of look at the quantity. They're constantly looking at how many leads do I have? Obviously, people think that if you have more leads, then it's going to mean essentially more sales. It's math. I know you argue that uh, that logic doesn't always work. So, Todd, I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone and the uh, subject matter expert in this case about sales. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I kind of call myself, a, I was like a B, B plus sales rep forever, uh, but I always knew that like coaching, leadership, training, and like I've always been a nerd for the science of learning and behavioral science. And so I ended up a long time ago, I quit my job and I bought a sales training company, kind of ran that in the ground, but that taught me all of the pieces around how to facilitate, how to get learning into the human brain and really amped up my nerdery for sales methodology. And my career kind of took off from there. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but back in 2016, I had a revelation about the future of sales and how to optimize it. And like a lunatic and a nerd, I quit my job, wrote my first book, The Transparency Sale. And and yeah, now I'm teaching, speaking, and sharing my nerdery for all that wants to hear it. That is awesome. That is fantastic. So uh, again, I'm chatting with Todd Capone, um, who is the CEO and founder of Sales Melon, and he has taught literally hundreds uh, and probably thousands of sales uh, people and leaders. Um, so Todd, you uh, clearly have a story behind uh, writing the Transparent Sales Leader. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, how did you... Uh, how did you decide that uh, this is what the market needs with so many other sales leadership books that are out yeah. there? Well, I'm, I forgot to mention, I'm a huge sales history nerd. I've got a collection of books and magazines from the late 1800s, early 1900s. So when cool people are doing cool stuff on the weekends, like I'm sitting down with like a 1907 edition of Salesmanship magazine. And you're right, I mean, there has been literally hundreds of books written on sales leadership, and I was not about to write a book that's already been written. 
This Absolutely. one came from a spot where when I first got promoted into sales leadership, like I don't know about you or your, your listeners like thinking about even if you're an entrepreneur and you've developed a product and then you're like, hey, uh, do I need to go buy a plaid jacket and some gold chains to get into selling? It, no. Um, and it all started with sales process and sales structure. When I first got promoted into sales leadership, within about two days, I realized I was kind of like a dog chasing a car down the street where every day I had no idea where I was going. I, I'm too much of a nerd for that. So I created a structure and then over the years optimized each element of the structure of sales leadership with behavioral science, which a lot of that is new. And that became the basis for this book. And, you know, as the economy tightens, the necessity for us to optimize our go to markets and that starts with leadership has to happen right now. And we're like pushing this book out, even with uh, printing supply chain issues, like we're getting it out. Oh, absolutely. No, that's great. Salespeople, I've always been fascinated with uh, the personality. Um, so you talk about something um, that uh, I find very, very interesting about sort of the the psyche of salespeople. So I have to ask, um, and this came up in a separate conversation, are salespeople coin-operated? <laughs> what truly drives salespeople to stay, perform, and become advocates for, for you and your organization? So it's not just a, call it a job. Well, yeah, that was the old axiom forever, right? And you know, that really came from the early 1900s when you didn't have Social Security, you didn't have a 401k. Like, yeah, you had to go get money, and there was a chance that you'd get sick and you'd have to, like, whatever you banked was what your family was going to have to live on. So we had to be coin-operated 100 years ago. But today, if you think your team is coin-operated, you're right if you're doing it wrong. And to uh, your point... There are elements that drive us intrinsically. And if we're doing it right, sales becomes it, it, our variable compensation, if done right, becomes the reward for doing work we're intrinsically inspired to do instead of the reason that we do it. And there's, there's a framework that I talk about in the book, which are really the elements that go into like why we as human beings, but specifically salespeople, want to show up, want to stay, want to do our best, and want to become advocates for our organization. And I take everybody through that in kind of nerdy detail, but hopefully tactical, like immediately actionable detail too. Absolutely. So again, I'm chatting with the author of The Transparent Sales Leader. We've already sort of touched on this topic about transparency. So what does that mean? Um, does it mean that a salesperson is authentic? What does that mean? And what is sort of your homework assignment for the salespeople that might be listening to Get Down to Business? Um, and uh, what can they do to become more of that transparent sales leader in the week ahead? Well, yeah, I mean, transparency is a bit of an overused term, but here, let me, I'll give you the, the backstory on that. And it, be, it was the reason why I quit my first job and wrote a book. I was the, C, I, I live in Chicago area here in the suburbs, and I was the CRO of a company called Power Reviews here in Chicago. And you could probably guess from the name, we were in the ratings and reviews space. So we helped retailers and brands collect and display ratings and reviews. What happened was we did a research study with Northwestern University here locally that just looked at consumer behavior around when a website's acting as a salesperson, what do people do? And this is really important for anybody who's listening, who's thinking about influencing anybody to do anything. We can look at our own behavior as consumers and the data revealed three points, two of which changed my life like it only happened to a nerd. The first data point that didn't was that we all read reviews today. So, so you probably, when you're buying something you haven't bought before, 
online, you're probably reading reviews. But the two data points that changed my life. Number one, 85% of us, so almost all of your listeners here probably go to the negative reviews first, right? Mm -hmm. You skip the fives and go right to the fours, threes, twos, and ones. And when a product has an average review score between a four, two, and a four, five, that is optimal for purchase conversion, meaning a product that has negative reviews right under it will sell better than a product that's got nothing but perfect five-star reviews. Now, that was as a website acting as a salesperson. In my nerdery, I was like, all right, why does that happen? Does that apply to human-to-human and B2B selling? And I found out emphatically that it does, that when we lead with our flaws, lead with something a competitor does better than us, lead if we're at the high end of the market in terms of price, leading with that, it's incredibly disarming, but it speeds sales cycles, it helps you win more often, and it helps you lose faster the deals you're going to lose anyway, so you can get on to the ones that you should win. Now, that feels great, right? Transparency, fantastic. However, we now have to do it anyway because of the proliferation of reviews and feedback and everything we do buy and experience. That was the transparency sale, not only the science, but how do you apply it to everything you do? The transparent sales leader kind of takes that to another level and says, hey, we as sales leaders, like who wants to run behind somebody who thinks they're perfect? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sales and- that embrace their flaws and embrace what they're trying to get to, that's what you create motivation and that intrinsic inspiration. It starts with leadership. Absolutely. And again, I'm chatting with the fantastic author of the fantastic read, The Transparent Sales Leader. We're quickly coming to the close of our time together. But I have to say, Todd, um, I read your article in sales, The Second Best Thing to Winning is Losing Quickly. And I have been saying that for the past decade to anybody who's willing to listen. And so I know you've got a lot more advice, tips, and information through your website, which I'd love to share with our listeners because that's perhaps the best homework assignment we can leave them with is to pick up a copy of The Transparent Sales Leader, but get in touch with you. Todd Capone, how can we find the book and how can we get in contact? Yeah, I mean, uh, toddcapone.com is the easiest place to go. I'm also on LinkedIn. If you want to follow along and share my nonsense there, then, yeah, to your point, my book is available pretty much anywhere books are sold. Fantastic. Again, the book is called The Transparent Sales Leader. We've talked a little bit about transparency. We've talked about sales structure process, and we've talked about essentially the psyche and the motivation behind salespeople. So I'm really, really looking forward to uh, to, to continuing uh, reading a copy of the book on my own. Todd Caponi, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we'll have to squeeze in a quick break here and get down to business, but when we return, we're going to talk with some amazing additional uh, guests, entrepreneurs making a difference in their communities, because that's what we do here on Get Down to Business. You, you download the past eight plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship but on my website at shalomcline.com, and be sure to check Check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali from HealthPlanChicago.com. HealthPlanChicago.com for a free consultation. You could also call them 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477. Back in a moment and Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I am thrilled to be joined by Katie Burkhardt, um, and she is the mastermind behind Matter Logic, the simple system for running a purpose-driven business, and she has quickly become one of the go-to experts in this space. We're going to talk all about uh, some of the work that uh, Katie has done, as well as her work as an uh, uh, international keynote speaker, 
and workshop facilitator. And I know uh, Katie's pretty humble, but her work has been published in the Startup, UX Collective, and the Boston Content. Katie, welcome to the program. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. So how did you get into the business that you're in right now? Uh, 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 Sort of a non-linear story uh, for as much as I love focus. uh, But the big through line for me is all about um, not wasting time uh, and my obsession with making sure that I'm using my own time well and being able to bleed that into the things that I do uh, for teams uh, and helping them to use their time well. So from my first job as a lifeguard, figuring out that, you know, watching the time tick by was not the way I wanted to spend my life, um, up to helping teams to develop really intentional core strategies, and then now doing the work to help them not only get on the same page, but stay on the same page. Oh, awesome. Fantastic. That's uh, that's interesting. So you talked about um, sort of a non-linear story, um, and I know you talk a lot about working backwards. So when you say working backwards, what does that mean, and how does that sort of go into the, uh, the subject matter expertise that you've become so passionate about, about having a purpose-driven business? Great question. So the, the working backwards means instead of starting with the tactic and figuring out what to do with it, what you want to do is start at the end with the point or the outcome that you want to achieve and then work backwards to figure out what you're going to do to achieve it. As a purpose-driven business, that's how your whole company should work. Um, I, I imagine perhaps you've seen the movie Forrest Gump. Uh, there's <laughs> it's a great film. Uh, there's the moment where he's been, you know, watching TV and nobody can take the noise anymore. So they teach him how to play ping pong. And the instruction is never take your eye off the ball. And he excels at never taking his eye off the ball. And that's really what purpose driven business is all about. We're here to deliver value to someone or a group of someone's. And everything we do needs to drive towards delivering that value. Um, and that's really where the focus comes from and making sure that you're making the most of your time. And then the work backwards works in, well, if we know this is our purpose, what what should we be doing to make sure that we're fulfilling it? Um, and you can apply that same working backwards. Uh, uh, here's an example um, to, you know, hey, we need to be able to reach this audience for this particular reason, or we need to be able to help the people we serve understand this idea, start there and work backwards to figure out what's going to be the most effective way to do that so that you can make really deliberate and strategic choices versus saying, well, everybody else has a podcast, so we should probably make one. Um, which means you're going to make, you're going to spend a lot of effort justifying having a podcast and trying to come up with a reason for having one versus knowing the reason and working back from there. Absolutely. So I would be remiss as we have this conversation in mid-July 2022, if we didn't talk about how work has evolved. We know that if we we're having this conversation in mid-2019, it would be a very different conversation. The reality is that a lot has changed and work indeed has evolved. So what shifts do we need to make in how we look at and run our businesses? 
So one of the biggest changes um, that I think leaders need to make is to recognize that it's not about them. Um, this is something that we, we sort of knew before, um, but now we're going, oh, like really it's not. You know, as much as we sit and say you're here to deliver value to the people you serve, your clients or customers, you also deliver value to your team. Uh, and the first way you do that is to pay them well for the time that they invest with you because they can and they will invest their time elsewhere if it's not worth it to them. And that's where the second value point comes in, which is make it worth their time. Make sure that they understand why you're asking them to do the thing that they're doing. Make sure they understand how they're contributing to the overall success of your organization. And if you're still defining that success as you put a lot more money in my pop pocket, thank you, kiddo, you don't, you don't have it right yet. Um, it needs to be more valuable than that or they're going to invest their time elsewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and one way, to, one way to look at that is, uh, you know, if you're still treating it like, you know, Star Wars and you're the emperor and you've got all your stormtroopers building up your Death Star, you haven't made the shift yet. Start to think more like the Rebel Alliance. These people are choosing to be there. They're choosing to come together to go out and fulfill a great purpose and build a better world. And you've already used the term uh, several times and even in the way you just answered this last question, you've talked a lot about impact, 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 impact. And I'm curious, um, you know, how, how can a small business owner that might be uh, tuning in over here, what can they do to ensure that their business has a purpose, mission, and vision? And, uh, and what's the difference between that and why is it important for somebody in business to, to have that focus on having an impact? So purpose, vision, mission, values, and story are the five pieces that create your core strategy. This is what sets the focus for your business. So your purpose is the focal point, and it tells you why you're here and why whatever you're doing matters. It's the ultimate value that you deliver to the people you serve. Um, if you've ever watched the show Merlin, uh, which is a retelling of the King Arthur tale, he's there um, to really redefine what leadership is for the benefit of all people. It's a pretty motivating purpose. Um, and you start to filter things through. If this isn't going to help us do this, we probably shouldn't do it. But there are more filters in the lens uh, when you look at your vision and you say, well, where do we want to get to? Where are we going? Um, and does doing XYZ help us to get there? Um, in the case of Merlin, the vision is Albion, this wonderful, peaceful world where we live in harmony, magic and non-magic creatures together. That's, again, pretty inspiring. Everybody would really like to bring that about. Um, but we know where we're going, and we can ask that question. And if we say, well, this isn't really, this isn't going to make that world, we can say no to that also. Then you can throw on the filter of your mission, which is what do you do that fulfills your purpose and ultimately delivers value to the people you serve. In Merlin's case, he needs to keep Arthur from dying, uh, but he also spends time uh, offering Arthur a different perspective to teach him the things he needs to know. Um, and he is really the only person that is in a position to be able to do that. He has unique capabilities, and so does your business. What do you do better and different than anybody else? Um, and you really want to keep yourself rooted in those unique capabilities. And then the last piece is your values. How, how do you do things here versus how do you do them at a different organization. Um, and that's where you can really add some specificity. Um, and then your story is what brings all of these pieces together in a way people, humans, can understand and talk about them and really grab a hold um, of that shared lens as a team. Absolutely. Making an impact. Making an impact. Again, I'm chatting with Katie Burkhardt. 
uh, the mastermind behind Matter Logic, and we've been talking all about why impact matters, what a uh, what purpose, mission, vision, values, what they all mean to the entrepreneur that might be tuning in to get down to business right now. And uh, Katie, uh, I am curious about um, Matter Logic. Uh, and the work that you do and why uh, all of our small business owners should be getting in touch with you. And of course, we'll make sure that they can get in touch with you in just a moment. But what is Matter Logic? So Matter Logic is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's a logic. It's a way to think about business and it's also a way to run your business. Um, it has you ask, what's the point uh, from why you exist as a company down to why am I scheduling this meeting today and is it really worth the time I'm going to invest in it? Um, and when you use this logic and implement the underlying structure, you can connect what you're doing to why you're doing it and really give your team, empower your team um, with the autonomy they need to cut through noise and, and really get things done uh, that, that you're looking to have done. Uh, and we work with um, teams, you know, people who serve people um, and those teams who have so many ideas and ways to make impact, they need some help figuring out how they move forward, picking out the right things so that they've got the time to do those right things really well. That's awesome. Well, I definitely want to make sure that everybody gets in touch with you. I know you're pretty easily accessible. You're certainly very passionate about what you do, and there's a lot that you have written all over online. But uh, Katie Burkhardt, how can we learn more about Matter Logic and get in touch with you? Number one, if you would like to learn more about Matter Logic, we've actually published it all on the internet for the world to see because that's how the internet works. Um, and we would, we would really like you to learn more rather than locking it inside a book. So if you go to matterlogic.co, um, you are welcome to hit the get started button and move your way through all the different pieces of the system. Um, I would also encourage you to think about uh, joining our newsletter community, which is matterlogic.co backslash weekly, um, where I send out one piece at a time, 500 words or less, actionable ways to actually start using this logic at your organization and with your team. But if you're looking for me, uh, please find me on LinkedIn. Um, I accept all connections. Um, I also accept uh, meeting requests to talk to people. Um, typically, I will give anybody 15 minutes. But if you say, hey, I heard you here. Um, I would really like to talk to you. I will make sure that you get 45 minutes of my time so that you can ask all the questions you have. And hopefully I can help you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, quick break here and get down to business. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Um, indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and that's what our next conversation will be all about. I'm very excited to be joined by the Executive Vice President of Succession Capital Alliance, and that is Michael Rothman. Michael, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Shalom. Nice to see you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, and we're going to certainly talk a little bit about Succession Capital Alliance, your story, and the important work that you're doing for um, for your clients. But I always love to get to know the story behind entrepreneurs and people making a difference. So, Michael, tell us how you became uh, passionate and the subject matter expert in your line of work. So uh, I actually joined with my business partner, Julian, in, in 1999. And in 1996... Julian created this concept of leveraging life insurance for high net worth individuals. So prior to 1996, the only way for these wealthy clients to buy the life insurance that they needed to protect their businesses and their estates was to pay cash. So he created this concept and I was in the insurance industry brand new, had no idea really what I was doing. 
but I really wanted to move up into the higher net worth space, really get a better understanding of how to help wealthier clients with more complex issues. So I started to do the work. I started to get my CFP and work uh, as best as I could in that higher net worth space. And when I got introduced to Julian in 1999, I knew that was the best opportunity that I can get to accelerate that. He was at that point already, I would say, a legend in our industry and had, you know, really made a splash in that, in that uh, concept. So when we started joining, I now had the opportunity to build my business inside of Julian's platform. And he gave me an opportunity, and within 10 years, uh, we became business partners. And uh, today, 22 years later, um, you know, we are, you know, in this whole different stratosphere, and he and I continue to run the company together. We are uh, partners and in, in, in the process of actually working on our own succession plan, which I'm sure for the entrepreneurs who are listening is an important thing to consider. Um, so with that being said, we've done now in the last 20 years, uh, over $50 billion of life insurance that we've written through this program. We work with thousands of wealthy families in, uh, around the country, almost all of which, Shalom, are entrepreneurs. I mean, very few of our clients are not business owners or you know, own large amounts of real estate. And so they're all entrepreneurial in, in whatever they've done to get to this level of net worth. And it's been an unbelievable opportunity for me. What I love about it is is really probably two or three things. First is the entrepreneurs I work with are really inspiring and interesting. And in my experience, are incredibly generous and and just great people to work with. And 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 so that's been an, an honor and, and a joy to do. The work itself is extremely complex, which I love the opportunity to be analytical and find ways to solve complex issues. And then I think we're really serving a generational opportunity here, which is something that I enjoy uh, being a part of, allowing businesses to pass from generation to generation and allow the hard work that somebody put in to build something from the ground up, uh, to me, is something that's very satisfying and has made me passionate about what I do. Absolutely. And you're doing some fantastic uh, services for your clients and I have to ask, um, because there are a lot of uh, folks, like you said, that are writing life insurance policies that are involved in helping to, uh, to provide um, strategy for clients. What makes Succession Capital Alliance any, any different, and why should our listeners consider working with you? Well, that's a great question. And actually, we are different in that we work with thousands of high net worth individuals in this particular concept and it's all that we do we've developed the relationships with the lenders um, that are second to none actually you're in chicago the largest lender in this space happens to be in chicago wintrust um, but we have developed these unbelievable relationships around the country because of our size and scale in addition, the insurance carriers themselves endorse us as the firm that should be used. And in reality, Shalom, your listeners shouldn't necessarily be working directly with us. Their financial advisor should be partnering with us. So typically the way that we work is the high net worth individual has a financial advisor in whatever city or location that they're in that they're comfortable with, they've worked with on multiple levels. And once it's identified that they're you know, uh, of the high, high enough net worth, which I would say is at least $10 million of net worth or higher. They have a life insurance need or they already own life insurance and they want to start to look at this concept. It's really their financial advisor that brings us in and we partner with their financial advisor based on our level of expertise in this space. Um, so um, we are different 
but we're complementary and really not in competition with their other financial advisors. We, we work directly with them. Absolutely. Again, I'm chatting with the Executive Vice President of Succession Capital Alliance. I'm chatting with Michael Rothman, and we've been chatting a little bit about the uh, unique value add of Succession Capital Alliance and the work that they do, um, which uh, certainly, uh, you know, I'm hearing a story of uh, a fantastic business success, which we're going to talk about and continue the conversation when we return after a very quick break. Um, you can learn more about Succession Capital at SuccessionCapital.com, SuccessionCapital.com. And again, we'll continue talking about the services that are provided, as well as, of course, how you could get in touch with this fantastic team. And uh, bonus uh, later on in the program, we will also talk about the SCA Foundation, um, which is certainly something very unique uh, for a business to have. So we'll talk more all about these topics. In just a moment on Get Done's Business, you get to my website, ShalomKlein.com. That's where you can download the past eight-plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Business. I'm chatting with Michael Rothman, the Executive Vice President of Succession Capital Alliance. We've been talking a little bit about the unique value add of uh, Michael and your team, which is great. Loved hearing the story about um, you and Julian and sort of coming together and, and really developing the gold standard. So speaking of gold standard, um, what is it that Succession Capital Alliance does, Michael, Why uh, and why does it matter to our listeners? Well, it's a great question, and we, we actually work in a lot of different arenas inside of the high net worth space, but generally, the most common that we see is you have business owners that have built a very successful business. Uh, they built a large real estate portfolio, something that is worth uh, a lot of money, and typically in the cases that we're working on, it's, it's usually north of $25 million, and um, in, in many cases, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they built this asset, and in many times, uh, Shalom, it's illiquid. And it's not something that they can readily uh, uh, sell. And it's something that they many times feel very close to and want to keep inside of the family and pass to the next generation in some capacity. Well, most of your listeners may or may not know that one of the issues that these business owners face is when they pass this to the gener- next generation, there is roughly a 40% what's called a state tax. And there's also state uh, a state tax for states like Illinois and California and other states. Uh, that is on top of that, but 40%. So if you have, for example, a $100 million estate, there's going to be an estate tax in the neighborhood of 30 or $40 million, depending on other factors. There are some exemptions that can reduce that, but you're looking at $30 million, I'd say, pretty uh, is, a, is a pretty fair number. And so what happens is when they pass these assets to the next generation, they have to come up with $30 million. They don't have $30 million in cash, and they'd have to either liquidate the company in a fire sale or come up with some alternative, which would be painful for the next generation. So in order to protect against that, life insurance becomes an unbelievable tool to own inside of these specially designed trusts that many of the high-end estate planning attorneys around the country can write for them. And then you could buy $30 million of life insurance inside of this trust, and it covers the estate tax when they die. The reality, though, is most of our entrepreneurial business owner clients don't want to write these huge premium checks to pay for the $30 million. There's also other considerations like gift taxes and things of that nature that make it even difficult to get the money into the trust. So this concept that we've created 
is a much more cost efficient way to buy this life insurance policy so that the amount of cash flow, the amount of gifts that the client needs to make to buy this, you know, $30 million policy in my example is cut by usually 50 to 70% and allows them to keep their money invested in their business and their real estate and still buy the life insurance that they need to protect the assets that they've built. That's great. And so we're having this conversation in mid-July 2022, and it's sort of that mid-year point, and that's always the point that we've talked about this so many times on Get Down to Business that everybody should be looking at. You know they're accounting, making sure that their records are in shape. What should people be looking at as it relates to uh, ensuring that they are sort of looking at their big picture financial goals? What sort of things can would you assign as homework to our listeners in the week ahead? Well, it's a great question. And I'm going to focus mainly on this estate planning, estate tax side of things, gift tax, because that has been on the table on almost every conversation that the government's had around tax changes. Right now, your listeners have around a $12 million exemption per individual. So if you have a married couple, the first $24 million as of today, if they died, could pass to their children without estate tax. That is going to change in about two or three years to about $5 million per couple. What you want to talk to your CPA or your attorney about is when that number goes down from $12 million to $5 million each, or from $24 million combined for a married couple to $10 million, you lose the opportunity of that $14 million differential. So for your wealthier clients who have large businesses or large real estate portfolios, most of their attorneys and CPAs are talking to them about ways to take advantage of gifting to their children or grandchildren that $14 million difference before they lose it, because it's truly a use it or lose it proposition. Um, And it could even get worse depending on other changes that happen inside the tax code, but currently it's set for that to happen. So to me, that would be the first place I would start is talk to your attorney and your CPA about this gift tax uh, lifetime exemption and make sure that if there are ways for you to take advantage of it through different structures, that you start to look at this now before it's too late because it's about a two-year window before it's going to disappear. Well, that's as good of a uh, clear homework assignment as, I, as I've ever heard one. Um, and the uh, other thing that I certainly would recommend to all of our listeners is to get in touch with the team at Succession Capital Alliance. Again, we've been chatting with Michael Rothman, Executive Vice President, and a uh, fascinating story of your own business um, which is great. So certainly a small business owner like uh, like many of our listeners as well. And uh, I know you've got a lot of good advice on your website as well. So perhaps that's the next bit of homework is to get in touch. Um, how can people get uh, get in contact with you and your team? Yeah, so our website is, as, I, as you mentioned, successioncapital.com. You can certainly reach out directly to us. Most financial advisors, um, assuming that you work with one, are familiar with us, you can also uh, sort of reach out to them and say, you know, uh, I was listening to Succession Capital and I wanted to hear more about how we can work together with them and, and they can uh, sort of reach out directly to us as well. Um, with that being said, I, I wanted to leave your listeners with one really key point is if you currently own insurance, which a lot of the business owners that we work with, Shalom, do, that's really the best opportunity to have it reviewed. So you can work, if you do have insurance in place, that would be the best opportunity to work directly with us. Um, again, you could go through your financial advisor, but if you have policies in place and you like them reviewed, that's something that we do at a very high level. Um, and so you can reach out directly on our website and on our website, all the contact information is there and we're happy to work with you. 
SuccessionCapital.com, but we're not done with Succession Capital Alliance because after this very quick break, I'll be joined with a representative of the SCA Foundation. We're going to talk about the great work that this company continues to do to make an impact in the community. As they say, striving to push boundaries and expectations to create a better world and future. That's right. We're going to continue our conversation in just a moment. Don't touch the dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And yes, we are continuing our conversation with Succession Capital Alliance, but in a little bit of a different uh, way. We are chatting with Adrina Movazian um, from the SCA Foundation, which, as I said, the mission of striving to push boundaries and expectations to create a better world and future. So uh, first of all, Adrina, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. So we've been, chatting, we've been chatting with Michael and talking a little bit about the business mission, but why does uh, Succession Capital have a foundation? Why is that important to the uh, to the company? Yeah, you know, um, just in full transparency, it honestly was started um, by Julian, our president and CEO, and his wife, Aline, um, really just as a way to streamline their personal charitable contributions. Um, they definitely have a heart for giving, and they're passionate about it, and as the company continued to grow, it seemed like the natural next step for them, um, you know, to continue giving and um, helping. And, you know, the, it, the creating the foundation is a way for, you know, to continue to spread the word in our industry that it's important to give, but really so also we can make a bigger impact and bring those along who we work with on that journey and so we can continue to give together. Absolutely, and you certainly are doing that um, and making an impact and inspiring others, which is perhaps uh, one of the most important things that you do. Um, so you're making an impact with some great organizations. Can you give a shout out to any of these projects yeah. that you, your colleagues, and your uh, and frankly the industry is supporting? Definitely. Um, one of the first charities it really all started with for us was Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, we are in Orange County. We've worked with local chapters. Um, they are a great organization that helps mentor um, young boys and girls, and you know, throughout high school, and help them get into college and tutoring, and really just help them create um, that friendship. Um, so that's really important. We've worked with Child Help, the Elephant Foundation. Um, the Shea Center, which is therapeutic horseback riding, um, Habitat for Humanity was the recent one. And actually, most recently, we've worked with Second Harvest Food Bank of Orange County um, to really help end hunger here locally within Orange County. That's awesome. Some great organizations um, that, of course, you're supporting financially. Um, but what I noticed through your website, which we'll send people to in just a moment, is that you're really trying to inspire people to as you say, get involved to make a difference yes. with Habitat for Humanity. It's not just about the money, but you can actually get your hands dirty and build a home for a family in need. So can you tell us any of the impact success of where you and and the team, including, uh, like you said, your uh, your president and CEO, um, Julian, where where you've actually been able to, uh, to, to really proudly make a difference? Definitely. Um, well, actually, Michael, who you just heard from, um, him and I and a few other of our um, team members at SCA, we actually donated our time for Habitat for Humanity in building a few homes um, within our community, which was an amazing opportunity. Obviously, we met a lot of great people, um, but just to get out there and get your hands dirty and 
to be involved, it is a much different aspect, obviously, than giving. Um, and I think it really, it sets the tone for even, you know, those who work at SEA and even in our industry that, you know, we're blessed to be able to give financially, but to be able to give time um, and your hard work, it, you know, it adds a different aspect to that. Um, we, you know, we haven't even announced this to our employees, but we're going to be um, donating our time again with Second Harvest Food Bank. We're going to take a Friday off and we're going to um, head into um, their factories and help with packaging food for those in need. So it really just helps resonate with the, their message and with our message. And, it, you know, it hits home, for, I think, for a lot of people, too, to be able to do that. That's awesome. Well, again, I've been chatting with Adrena um, Movesin um, from the Succession Capital Alliance and the Succession Capital Alliance SEA Foundation, which I think is absolutely awesome. The work that you're doing you. hopefully inspires others to, as you say, push boundaries and expectations, create a better yes. world in the future. You can learn more about the foundation. Of course, all of their work at SuccessionCapital.com. There's a tab at the top of the page for the foundation. That's a wrap for us here on Get Down to Business. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Until then, you can subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit my website, ShalomKlein.com. To success, let's get down to business. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.